Good morning, Chavia Churches, and good morning to those joining us in other places. We come together and we worship on this eighth Sunday after Pentecost. We do have some intimations on our webpage, so please do look at them. But the Garden at Cherry Trees will be open this Sunday, Sunday the 18th, from 12 noon to 3 p.m. And I, I emphasize it is this Sunday. Um, and I think previously I'd mentioned Saturday the 18th. I got all mixed up. But it's Sunday 18th from 12 to 3. Admission, £4. And please bring your own picnic. Shona, who's the daughter of our, our late elder, Dot Halliday, many of us, most of us will remember Dot, Shona's walking from Land's End to John O'Groats on behalf of Macmillan Cancer Support. And she'll arrive at Yetham on Thursday, that's Thursday the 22nd. She'll stay the night and then walk to Morbato on Friday the 23rd. That's this Friday. And there'll be a chance to meet her at the St Cuthbert Centre in Morbato on Friday from about 3 p.m. So please come along, have a chat to Shona, and even contribute towards her charity. I think we've been very used over this last year to distancing, and we've been very faithful keeping our two meters apart at church. But from Monday, this will be reduced to one meter. So from a week on Sunday, it will be reduced to one meter, so we'll be slightly closer together. So that's just to let you know that that's happening. And at that Sunday, the 25th, we'll actually be having infant baptism. We'll be baptizing Poppy Freeland Cook that Sunday. And a reminder that the Food Bank in Kelso has requested donations of cereal, boxes of cereal, tea bags, tins of beans, tins of rice pudding, and these can be brought along to the church. Let us have our call to worship. In moments of anxiety, God leads us to still waters. Oh God, we come to you. In moments of confusion, God leads us in right paths. Oh God, we come to hear your voice. In moments of loneliness, God is with us. And so we come to praise and to worship God. And we sing our first hymn, the hymn 181, For the Beauty of the Earth.
And thanks to Heather and Gordon. Our prayers of adoration and confession, let us pray. God, our maker, we rejoice in the summer suns that are glowing. And in summer, we easily marvel at the world that you have made. The colours of sunrise and sunset filling the horizon. The intricate beauty of gardens. The quiet dignity of a river in its course. And the steadfast presence of a rock face carved over time. You show us how each small piece of your creation depends in many ways on all the others. Summer growth depends on spring rains. Health for each creature depends on the wise balance that you've set between all the species. The quality of life and the respect we show one another. Wise and patient God, we marvel at the world you have made and join the songs of all creation to bring you praise. God, our maker, as we marvel at your creation, we confess that we often take it for granted. We don't know what to make of reports about the damage that human life causes. We prefer to live as if our lifestyles make no impact on the earth and confess we don't really want to change. For all the ways we put your creation at risk and harm the earth, we ask for your forgiveness. Teach us how to live on this marvellous world of ours and have respect for you and for your creation. And now we join together in our family prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. We turn to the word of God and our first reading is from the second book of Samuel and chapter 7, reading from the first verse. Now when the king was settled in his house and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around, the king, that's David, said to the prophet Nathan, See now, I'm living in a house of cedar, but the ark of the Lord stays in a tent. And Nathan said to the king, Go and do all that you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. But that same night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan. Go and tell my servant David, thus says the Lord. Are you the one to build a house to live in for me? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel from Egypt to this day. But I've been moving about in a tent and a tabernacle. Whenever I've moved about among the people of Israel, did I ever speak a word with any of the leaders of Israel, whom I commanded to shepherd my people, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? No, I have not. And then from verse 12, When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your ancestors, I'll raise up your offspring after you, and he will establish 
his kingdom, and he'll build a house for my name, and I'll establish a throne of his kingdom forever, and I will be a father, and he shall be a son to me. Amen. And then from the Gospel of Mark in chapter 6, we have two small passages. The first from verse 30. The disciples gathered together with Jesus and reported all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, come away by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. And people were coming and going in great numbers and they had no opportunity even to eat. So they went off in a boat by themselves to a deserted place. But people saw them leaving, and many came to know about it. They hastened there on foot from all the towns and arrived at that very place before them. And when he disembarked and saw the vast crowd, his heart was moved with compassion for them, for they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And then we jump to verse 53. And after making the crossing, they came to land at Knesseret and tied up there. As they were leaving the boat, people immediately recognized him. They scurried about the surrounding countryside and began to bring the sick and mads to wherever they heard he was. Whatever villages or towns or countryside he entered, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch only the tassel on his cloak. And many, as many as touched, were healed. Amen. And the Lord bless to us these readings from his holy word. All praise be to God's name. And the hymn 540, I heard the voice of Jesus say, come unto me and rest.
Let us pray. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. When I lived in Israel, I was right in the middle of a busy town. There was always lots of noise. There was a sound of traffic. Horns were hooting. There was just a bustle of life. But Saturdays were different. There was no noise at all. You could even hear the water lapping on the lake shore. It was Shabbat, the Sabbath for the Jews, a day of rest. And yes, maybe things got busier as the day went on, but it was always a good feeling to feel a sense of peace. And, and maybe Sunday still has something of that in our villages, for certainly they're quieter. But we always need a day that is different. For the Orthodox Jews, the Shabbat was a day of complete rest. And for some, they couldn't even switch on a light or cook a meal, for that would be work. They were following, albeit very strictly, the commandment to keep the Sabbath holy. It was an important command, for it was given to Israelites who had been slaves in Egypt and didn't know what a day off was. And so the Shabbat, the Sabbath, was always something very special, a day to rest, a day without work. Even those of us who are retired realize how difficult it is to switch off and to rest. We always have our agenda of various things that we want to accomplish. And especially those of us who are still working, often life can be very, very busy and we pack a lot into each day. And it's all made worse by mobile phones, which allow us to keep checking our emails and checking for messages. And I'm very guilty of that. David, in our Old Testament reading, he didn't have a mobile phone, but he was always looking for his next project. He had become king. He'd established his capital in Jerusalem. But next thing, he wanted to build a house for God, a temple to house the, uh, the Ark of the Covenant. But in our passage this morning, God is saying, wait, leave it because someone else will do that. And indeed, Solomon would take that on. But David had to learn patience and to leave the project for someone else. And that's something we, we have to learn as well, that there are things to leave for other people to do, or even for those who come after us to do. In the Gospels, the disciples have been out to teach and to heal and to spread the good news of God's kingdom. We read about it two weeks ago. And they returned excited and full of all the stories of all they had done. 
but they also came back exhausted. Discipleship can be hard work. And Jesus says, come away to a deserted place and rest a while. What a, a, a lovely invitation. Imagine hearing these words and conjuring up the feelings of peace and quiet and evoked in them. A chance to slow down, to recharge our batteries and simply be, to rest. Especially after this year of pandemic when our mental health has suffered and even to, to get away can mean joining queues of cars at beauty spots or stand in six-hour queues at airports if we have ventured abroad. It's so vital to rest. And in the, the, the 23rd Psalm, especially metrical, God makes me down to lie in pastures queen. God makes me to lie down in these green pastures. Come and rest. But the best laid plans of mice and men, well, the disciples didn't quite get the rest. For as they sailed across the lake to the deserted place, people were watching and they were seeing where the boat was heading and immediately rushed round to get there ahead of the boat. Such was the appeal, such was the draw of Jesus. And people came with their needs, their very real needs. And it was only Jesus who could address them. Only Jesus who could give them healing, who could give them peace in their very souls. And when he got out of the boat and saw the people, he was filled with compassion. He couldn't tell them to come back the next day or the next week. He was a son of God and he responds to people with God's love and grace. His compassion overrided his need to rest. But that said, we do read of times when Jesus did go away to a quiet place. And we are encouraged to do likewise, to get off the treadmill of work and accumulation and take a step back and appreciate God and all God does in our lives. To get away from all the clamour of the world and to find rest in God. And some find it good to take time in the morning or in the evening to pray to read a portion of the Bible, to read a book of meditations. Others enjoy going away for a retreat. And for others, it's a, a walk in the countryside that can recharge their batteries. But I think what this passage is telling us is look after ourselves and replenish ourselves. For in order to give out and respond to the needs of others, we have to have something to give. And so let us find the quiet center in our crowded lives and regain that balance between doing 
and renewing. In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And a hymn about that, 716, Come and Find the Quiet Centre. And in our prayer of intercession, um, there is a response. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray. Lord, you took your disciples away from the crowds to find rest and find refreshment. But it wasn't easy, for the crowds followed and made demands in your time. We pray for all, especially those given responsibility of leadership, and pray that you enable them to find and regain a healthy balance amid the rhythms of life's rushing and resting. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all who are suffering because of climate change, for all who are taking action and speaking out on behalf of your creation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all who are suffering because of the COVID-19 pandemic, for those who've lost loved ones or health or livelihood, and for all those who are having to find new rhythms of life due to suffering long COVID. We pray that we may use the, the new lessening of restrictions coming into place this week wisely and to be sensitive to one another's needs. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We rejoice that we're part of your worldwide family and pray for the church throughout the world that it may be strong. Help us to proclaim faithfully your gospel on behalf of all people to walk your way of sacrificial love through testing times, listening only to your voice as we speak your word. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We have our, our weekly prayer. Heavenly Father, we believe your touch has still its ancient power to heal, 
And so we raise before you those who are sick in our Chivia Church's community and ask that you ease their pain and heal the damage done to them in body, mind and spirit. Be present with them throughout this, through the support of friends and the care of doctors and nurses and all medical staff and fill them with the warmth of your love. We also ask that you'll be with all who mourn at this time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And in a moment of silence, we name before you those who are particularly on our hearts this day. Lord, in your mercy, hear these and all our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. And our final hymn is a hymn 702, Lord in love and perfect wisdom. our benediction. Now go into the world to speak with courage. Go into the world to act with compassion. Go into the world to share the good news. And may God, creator, son and spirit, inform and inspire thinking, our speaking and our actions. And may God's blessing be upon you and upon all whom you love this day and even forevermore. Amen.